Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to Busted Opens the Masters Class. Myself, Mark Henry, Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, and today we talk about the power of the pop. That's right, the return of the fan. Don't forget you can listen to Busted Open on Sirius XM Fight Nation Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Time. On channel 156, Fight Nation. So, guys, welcome back to Busted Opens the Masters class. Hi. What's that? <laughs> well, hello. Hello. Hi. Well, Bully, these are exciting times because it really is the return of the fan. And, and Bully, I think first and foremost, not only is it great to have the fan back, but I'm sure for wrestlers it's great to have the fans back because you get the power from that pop. Well, uh, yeah, and if we're going to talk about wrestlers being in front of a crowd and the power of the pop, I think the two best guys to talk about it right now are Mark and Tommy because Mark debuted at Double or Nothing uh, yep. for AEW, and we heard how loud that crowd was. We saw it slam anniversary. I'm sure Impact was really excited to finally have fans back. So, Mark, not only did you get to experience that pop, but that was your first time back in front of people in a while. So what was that like? for you man i i always feel like you know when you get to the point to where walking through the curtain or walking through the tunnel does not affect you you need to get out of the business i was so fired up and you saw me when i came through the curtain man like i was ready to roll i was ready to fight and it, it just the crowd gives you this this surge of adrenaline that I can't explain. Like, you know, I, I'm not a drug addict. I, I'm not, I don't drink alcohol, but the people that I know that did and do, they they will tell you, listen, man, you know, you get a little caffeine in you and, uh, and you're ready to roll. That's exactly how I felt. I felt like I was oversurged up. Yeah, and, and Bully, I was a part of that crowd in Jacksonville for Double or Nothing, and you and I talked and obviously Mark and Tommy as well. For months, we've been doing Busted Open and watching pro wrestling without fans. And Bully, I remember specifically talking to you that the next time, if we are back in front of fans, it's going to be an emotional experience. And to piggyback what Mark is saying about getting that adrenaline, being in Jacksonville for Double or Nothing, I got emotional being in front of those fans because it's been taken away from us. And then it's like a gift coming back. So... 
I know for me, it, it was an emotional experience at Double or Nothing. Uh, Where Tom, you literally you cried. cried. Yeah. Literally tears in my eyes being among those thousands of fans that were in Jacksonville. Tommy, what about you? What was it like for you at Slammiversary? I mean, you, I know there, you know, there were a couple of hundred people there, but at times it sounded like there were thousands of people there. So, you, you know, I, I know you were doing some indie shots before Slammiversary, but how was that crowd? And I know how emotional you get at time, at times. So what was it like? What, what were you feeling? Um, if we go back, uh, like you said, I did an indie show. I was done during the pandemic. I was uh, thinking of just stop wrestling. And it was at an indie show. And it was 40 minutes from my house. It was by the Meadowlands. I made $4,300 and it meant nothing to me. And I was like, it's over. I made $4,300. That's what some people don't make in two months. I had a eight minute match. I signed autographs and I was just like, I don't feel it. And then I did an indie um, in Tennessee and I saw Jimmy, the boogie woogie man, valiant wrestle. And I saw him entertain and we had about 600 people there and on their feet. And, and it was just like, I had a resurgence and it was because I saw how the people reacted. And then in my match, I had so much fun and I was just like, that's what was missing. I talked about, my match with Rich Swan on my 50th birthday where I was sucking wind and I've never gotten blown up. And I was just like, I've lost it. It's gone. And that's what was leading me to wanting to, to leave wrestling. And then I just realized when I went back in the match and it was, there was no fans and I needed those fans. And that was, I cannot fail for the fans. I can let myself down, but Tommy Dreamer can never let the fans down. I will I would literally rather die in the ring than have a crappy performance or just like I I know in my head I couldn't let those fans down. And it was just missing. And when at Slammiversary, I wasn't on the show but designed a lot of the pops when they're supposed to happen when thunder rosa came out and nobody knew it there was no spoilers no leaks and it was just like that long extended oh, oh, oh like pop and there was what 200 people uh and it sounded like there was ten thousand. when i tell you we're in a sound studio where they have cushions to keep the sound in and the building was vibrating and then when Mickey James walked out after that match, you heard it again. And all the boys in the back and when they're, you know, when the boys are singing hardcore country and, and it's just like, it's a fun party. And man, it made me miss it so much. And it's different from the indies than uh, being, uh, you know, on television or in front of uh, a live house. I was jonesing and so jealous of not being at AEW's Fighter Fest. I would have literally done it for free. Because I just, I miss. Whoa, 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 don't say that. I would have done it for free, not you guys. Fighter Fest is over now that we're recording this, so I don't care. Um, and then I'll appear on the next few TVs for Impact. And, for, and when the moment I came out and I saw this reaction that I got and I heard it, and it was just like, 
I literally, it reminded me when I say ECW, because I'd walk out and I knew so many people's faces and I had seen so many people, but it was just like when you haven't seen somebody in so long, I didn't know any of these people. And it was just like, Tommy. And I was like, fans. And I literally like, and I slapped everybody's hand that I could and like the, the chance. And it was just like such a welcomed, like, God, we missed you. And those, t- these upcoming TV tapings are off the charts and it's all because of the fans. Guys, I got to bring this to your attention. Cause I know that you both experienced it before you're 15 minutes into a match and the heat is dragging and dragging and dragging. You've had a couple of hope spots and everybody on the apron and the tag is sucking wind. You're in the match in the ring, sucking wind. And then you get to the point to where the comeback comes and you do a double down or a head knocker or whatever it is that you do to segue to the comeback. And when you feel that vibration from the crowd, you hear the, and you, it's, it's like you walk through the curtain and you never was like, you don't, you're not tired. Your heart rate starts to normal out. You, it, it, bully, like you, you, you've been on that, on that apron waiting on that hot tag to come. Like, tell me that you don't just get like revitalized when the crowd pops like that. It's it's a great feeling, and it'll carry you through. Carry you through. If you said you're sucking gas, or you know, you're, for, for some reason you feel like maybe you're losing the crowd. That hot tag when it comes to a tag team match means everything. That double down and how you work that apron and work the people and, and, and build them up, and then you get that tag. And when you know, talking about working the people, I don't think I could have done this during the pandemic. I actually thank God that I did not have to be in a wrestling ring doing this in front of no people and in cold arenas because I know the type of performer I am. If, if I'm a heel, I'm using that crowd to help get my baby face over. And if I'm a baby face, well, half of my baby face uh, shtick is shot. There's no tables chance. There's, you know, no get the tape. All that happy stuff that comes with it most of my, you know, act is completely gone. So I don't, I, I need to feed off something. I always talk about emotion in wrestling and that relationship with the crowd, the same way a rock and roll band has a relationship with their crowd. I need to feel it. Um, so I don't think I could have done it. And you guys talked about how it felt now. I'll just give an example of how it felt uh, like five or six years ago for me. And we talk about the power of the pop. I don't think I ever experienced the power of the pop like I did at the 2015 Royal Rumble. I was cool, calm, and collected before I went through that curtain. And that was the first time the WWE Universe had seen me uh, in, in 10 years. I walked through that curtain uh, in Philadelphia, I, w- I was lucky enough to be the number. I was number three in the Rumble, the first surprise. I walked through that curtain in Philly, and I got hit with a wave of sound and energy that I had never felt before. Not in front of a hundred thousand people in Texas Stadium, not in the Astrodome at WrestleMania, never before. And I blacked out from it. I, I, I. 
I don't even remember what was going through my mind. I, I, I it was just this this rush. It was too much adrenaline that that came over me. And you want to talk about power? That's the most powerful pop that I think I've ever experienced. What about you, Tom? You had a powerful pop that just blacked you out or made you just go, holy shit, like, what's going on here? Uh, I got two for the most that I can remember. Uh, again, the Royal Rumble at Madison Square Garden. And I was I knew I was going to be there literally a minute 30. And there was Undertaker, Sean, and Batista was going to be the one next. And the people nonstop chanted my name for that minute 30. And I remember specifically, like, me and Taker are going at it. And he goes to cut me off. And just the people started going for it. And I was like, no way. And then Taker being the veteran. And he was like, get it. And he was feeding off that. And he's selling for me like I was Shawn Michaels. And like I was a top guy. And I wasn't a top guy in WWE. But the people made me feel that. And then as well as uh, in Pittsburgh with uh, Bully Ray and Devon when I came back for the Wyatts. You can have, and I've, I haven't had it for a while, but I had self-doubt. And I was like, I remember like literally like praying to God, please let them remember me. Uh, and all these like negative feelings started getting in my head and I've never had insecurity. I've never, and it was like the first time. And I'm like, what the hell's going on with me? And when they played my music and I just heard this organic roar, and I was like, I'm Tommy Dreamer. That's right. And I start swinging the cane and just coming to the ring with, but like my friends are in the ring and it was just this. And you, when I talk about people's faces, like I know when I die or on my, my last few breaths, I'm going to see millions of people's happy faces because that's just been my life because they're ingrained in me. Like I could literally be like, I remember you. And fans have even told me this where, oh, I met you. I go, oh, yeah. And then I tell them about it. I have just this weird thing. And it's just like I know all my life events are going to be all these fans faces because I'm just they've been such a big part of my life. Wow. Mark, what about for you? I mean, you have a Hall of Fame career. Do you remember one match or one moment where? kind of the fans took over that power of the pop took over your adrenaline well just standing across from taker at the main event and wrestlemania uh it was pretty damn hard to not mark out and um i kind of had a bianca belair moment when she was with sasha i stood there like just blank like what the fuck where am i like it was like bizarre world. I didn't know where I was or what I what I was doing there. It was like I passed out standing. Um, you know, the pop that I got from uh, turning on John Cena during my retirement speech, uh, I still can feel that today. Um, it, it, it did something to me. And, I, I, you know, it makes you want it all the time. And even as recent as me coming out at Double or Nothing, um, like I realized that I'm somebody and it, it feels good. It, Tommy said the self-doubt, like, man, is it going to still be like the way it was? And like you, you, you go through all of that. And when you hear it, it, it it's, it's a confirmation that you can go out there and do everything you used to do. Uh, and with that energy from the crowd, you can do it even better. 
Dude, your I, I moment was so I, special. I, Hang on, Bob. Your your yep. moment was so special. When he said the worlds, there was a rumble. Yep. And they were like, there's no way this is happening. And like, it, like I remember Dave like be like, he didn't even tell me. But like, it was this like, oh my God, I, I can't believe that I'm part of witnessing this. And when you walked out, dude, I mean, like, when we say breaks the internet, it was kind of like that. Like everyone's talking about you for one brief moment in time. And it is, it's a celebration of your life's work, your passion, but like I'm popping and, and it's just like, wow. Like, Oh, you can't, we're trying to put it in words for our listeners, but it's so hard. Um, Like phones are going off. Everyone's, I mean, think about it for one moment in your life, you become, you start trending. And everybody in the world is talking about something that you do in a positive way. Like, yeah. it's, it's next level. You guys just talked about self-doubt, which um, I can't relate to. Mark, why would you ever have self-doubt? Tommy, why would you ever have self-doubt? Mark, you know what you've accomplished in your career. Tommy, you know what you've crashed. Why would people ever not react to any of us? Is if you told ego. me to self wait, it's, it's, it's no. ego is pride, and but why would you why would you ever doubt yourself with your career, Mark? Why would you ever doubt yourself? I don't know. I think it's the human side of us, bully. You're the only one that's like not human. Like, <laughs> we, we fucking have feelings, and um, <laughs> like the feelings that that I have make me better. I, I I don't I never said that my emotions um, weaken me in any way, but if you do. Well, I, I not you, but most of the world, you want to be appreciated for what you've done in your life. But sometimes you have the doubt. There's a shelf life. I've seen you know people go out that got the warrior pop, and then sometimes you can hear a mouse pee on cotton. And I did not want the mouse peeing on cotton. And uh, Baba, oh, sorry. When I walked out I, there and I, and I got that ovation that I got, it, it, it confirmed that, yeah, I can come back. And, and I, I am going to come back. For me, it was it, the environment. It was because I was with WWE. And I don't want to say I was mistreated, but they were my ex-girlfriend. And for one night, I hooked back up with my ex-girlfriend. And like, it was the environment. It was just like, that place will make you have self-doubt. And that's why I got in there. Cause I was just like, please, like I wanted to shove it up their ass really. And, and it also, I mean, you and I were talking when you were like, Vince, Tommy's the guy, Tommy's the guy. And then like, he, he's not, but you're like, trust me, he is. It, it gave me that validation that I am. Yeah. But I also think, Bully, you can, you can equate that to what's going on right now in the world of wrestling because Mark just said the way it was. You know, I kind of had my doubts. Like, when we got to the other side of this, was wrestling going to be as popular? You know, you know, were we going to get full arenas uh, full of fans again? And obviously the answer is yes. And I think that really does show the power of the pop when you look at you know, SmackDown selling out and Raw selling out, Money in the Bank selling out. Like Tommy said, Slammiversary selling out. AEW, as of the, the time of this recording, has 16,000 fans, their biggest house ever, that are going to come to Queens in New York. And it looks like it might be the biggest house 
of a non-WWE event since 1999. I, I think, Bully, that shows you that we rode through the pandemic and it was a rough ride. But I think I think pro wrestling is going to be back in a big way because of the fans. Uh, I agree with everything you're saying. It's that that two words, the self-doubt. Like if I could crawl into Mark Henry and if I, if I look back and I go, there was never a moment where fans let me down. There was never a, f- a moment where fans weren't behind me or didn't buy into me as a baby face or a heel. I know that there's a confidence level there that I'm going to go out there and these people are going to be eating out of the palm of my hand as if I was in the the absolute prime of my career as a WWE champion. If I'm Tommy Dreamer, I'm probably thinking it even more because Tommy was my number one guy of under underrated, uh, you know, baby faces of all time. So. I, I I don't understand that self doubt. If I was to walk through this curtain, to walk through a curtain tomorrow, I'm like I'm gonna rip your jugular out. There is no self doubt. Now I might have self doubt that I might blow up because I haven't been in a ring for a while. That's a you know. Then I understand self doubt. But self doubt as far as the both of you guys being over and being able to resonate with a crowd, I I just don't understand that one. So that's all. This is a whole other podcast, but if you would have stayed in WWE and you would have been used just to put other people over and basically I'll go out there and do this for, you know, oh, I know I could deliver this. No, we don't want you to do that. You might have that self-doubt. Actually, that's exactly what they wanted us to do, so I left. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If you would have stayed, <laughs> okay. you would have had three years of feeling like I can do this. I can, don't you listen to those people? Why are you not going with me? Interesting. Fair enough. Interesting. You know what? That might be a future podcast here on Busted Opens the Masters Class. The power of the pop, not just for the wrestlers who feed off that energy, and you guys did an amazing job explaining it, all three of you, but also the fact that fans are back and we're going to get sellout crowds all throughout the summer into the fall. Thanks to Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer, and Bull Ray. Don't forget, you can listen to Busted Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time on Sirius XM Fight Nation. And also, don't forget to subscribe and comment Busted Open's podcast exclusively. You can only get it here. Busted Open's the Masters class. Thanks, guys. Appreciate everything you do. Peace. Appreciate you, Dave. We'll talk to you later on Busted Open's the Masters class. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.